It's Summerland Hands! Brought to you by Good Games Cannington and Rocky. Grab half a dozen boosters, get out your belly and fly with us to Melbourne. That's right, we're talking sick packs with a sick pack, opening six packs. And if that isn't enough of an audio defibrillator, kickstart my art. Not a pirate doing motley crew karaoke, but a better way to pimp your devious new game than dropping your car keys in a bowl. This, my friend, is Sevenland Hand. Here today, upon Top Fuel Funny Cars and Custom Bikes doing 103, I have the VR headset OG, a.k.a. Vrog, Justin Edwards. How you going, guys? You've only just figured that out, haven't you? I just, it's pretty great. Yeah, I'm using your terminology, OG. See <laughs> OG, that? man. You've Trying sneaked into my subconscious. You've done it. Uh, we've got an iPad with an email on it from Riley Everts. And still searching his pockets for car keys. It's Matt McHale. Yeah, they've turned up inside a turtle. Wow. Oh, I didn't even, we've gone a step too far <laughs> yeah. in the social engagement. Why is so it I don't it off. Anyway, moving away from that dangerous territory, how are we, gentlemen? What have your weeks in geekdom been about? Uh, pretty, pretty weak and pretty geek. Now you've been weak and geek. You've yeah. been off on the burner, haven't you? You've yeah. Been, but we'll get back to that. No. We'll get to the packs talk soon. What else has been happening? Well, it's Halloween the other day, mm. as everyone knows. Yeah, that's uh, what it's I about. made my R2-D2 helmet. I saw that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I wore it proudly as I walked the streets of Atwell. Was it just the helmet? It was actually half a globe painted to look like an R2-D2 yeah, helmet. Did, did you, have, did you did only you have, wear the helmet? Did you yeah. have a body? No, no, I just wore the helmet. So the, <laughs> uh, the funniest thing is I had a, had a Captain America t-shirt on, so I was uh, mixing my franchises there. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's well, not really. Fun. You went as a Disney character. Halloween in the, in the McHale household. Yeah, yeah that was it. And, you, uh, your kids go nuts with blood, oh, yeah, yeah. blood and, and Cam stuff? Cam is a little Darth Vader. Oh. And, uh, and uh, Hamish Wynn is a tiger. But, um, yeah, that was well, it. The other big thing yeah. this week is uh, Naga Demon. Naga Demon. Does Naga that, Demon. What is na- what? Expand on Naga. It stands for National Game Design Month of November. That Nag- Naga Demon. Oh, because it's not N A G A D E M O N. Oh man, that's like that Nano Remo thing that they've got in the writing world. Exactly, that's it. Is, which it is, is garbage because it just looks like a National No Writing Month, and it's like oh, loads of people are pulling that off all the oh, time. And calling Naga themselves writers. Much better. Started by a, a fellow over in in uh, Newcastle. Newcastle. Facts, Matt. People East are in State, here for Eastern facts. States. Oh man, just say Australia and you don't lose. Yeah, yeah over exactly. in the Eastern States. No one gives a crap where he's from. <laughs> he's a bit of a game designer himself, and yeah. uh, this is an initiative has started. It's been running for a few years now, and uh, this is the first year I've decided to uh, challenge myself. Yet another challenge. To, so uh, November, you've got to design a, a whole game. Is that what? Oh, basically. Well, you got to do something towards moving a game forward. So I've chosen to actually create. A game. He bought some dice, <laughs> yeah. and taken to some sort of, I don't know, protos type stage, and I've, okay. I've played it a few times. That's about it. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's really impressive. No, so that's yeah. why you've been uh, calling us constantly to come and game test with you. Obviously, that's it. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're, out, yeah. of that, we're out of the loop Clearly. for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, given that it only started on uh, the first of November, so, mm, so day three. Month. Yeah, day three. Recording on the third of well. November. Mm. Yeah. I'm doing well. I watched this sweet, sweet uh, documentary during the week. It was a complete Netflix accident. I'm scrolling through it. You know all the noise that's been about the Back to the Future Day and yeah, all that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah. Uh, there was a documentary on there called Back in Time. Justin looking at the ceiling. Is this, is this something you know about? No, this wasn't breathing into the microphone. Oh, okay. Well done. <laughs> well done. I, um, He's the courteous I'm misunderstanding <laughs> his disinterest these days. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Back in time, man. It's, oh, it's so good. It was like such a good feel good to think. I had no idea there's a Back to the Future community that's so large. And there was oh, wow. the, the thing that got me, I mean, this is, uh, this is um, probably the wrong tone for this podcast, but there was this uh, husband and wife team, mm. um, and they'd both seen Back to the Future back in the day. And they, were, they, had a really, they were really nice and charming together. And um, they were always saying, oh, we'd love to own a DeLorean one day. We'd love to do that. That'd be great. But it's only if you, uh, you know, win the lottery. You know? And to win the lottery, you've practically got to be struck by lightning. Yeah. And Pr- she goes, and, and, and we kind of were. In 2001, he got diagnosed with cancer. You've got six months to live. That's so they went, oh, man. So they started doing the lap, just saying, see you to everyone, right? That's it. We're done. Um, I'm, I've got a, you know, a terminal sentence. I, that's it. Yeah. I'm gone. Sucks In time. that time, they got a credit card arrived with a massive upper limit, and they just went, looked at each other and said, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Now, <laughs> I think it showed them building it. So I don't know if they got like a car body frame and then built the stainless steel body around it. 
the proper Back to the Future guys were saying, you know, like the model designers mm. and all that sort of stuff said, if you look at it from a long way off, it the the effect is perfect. It looks like the real deal. And it did. It look, it looks bang on. As if you get closer, it looks like the arts and crafts DeLorean sort of thing. Right? Oh, right on. So they built, they built it all themselves. They were talking about how they used to get the VHS video and pause it and look for details in the car yeah. and all that sort of stuff and add it on and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, as you can imagine, this, this movie, which back in time, which was kickstarted in theme with today's podcast, uh, it must be like 2012, 2013. This guy's alive. He's just, he, oh, that man. six months didn't happen. That credit card, oh, though. So, <laughs> I know. I, was, I still want to that credit card. But, um, yeah. But now they're touring the America, going from state to state to state, just raising money for the Michael J. Fox Parkinson Foundation. Yeah. Rock, so. wow. And they were saying it's just turned their life around from, you know, from this, the mundane, which we all do, to, you know, this is a completely different thing that we're doing now. And it was just like, wow, man, I should do something like that. You know, I should really just take a chance. I'll just go to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want oh, to work yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, but great documentary for many other reasons as well. It's really good fun. Today today was um, Melbourne Cup Day. Oh, yeah, come so. on, man. So, Talk about you know, not in the, the race. It's a game. It's a game podcast. And... I know, but it's like this. This horse won. Everyone's like, "Oh, this, this." I don't even know. I don't even know who won. But everyone runs around saying the name of the horse, like they know what that is. And yeah, it's just like just a random collection of words. Yeah, I saw Pirates like, Penzance come up from a young yeah, pony. Start my packs. Won yeah. the Melbourne Cup. It's like, oh, you know, good. I, is, we're all excited. I pay no attention to the horse race. I, I don't yeah. give a crap. Yeah. However, whenever the uh, sweepstake comes around, you know, I, I don't even pay attention to the horse. I got there. You go. There's my two bucks. There's this my is going to be some more Matt McHale bragging, isn't it? Yeah. Coming up, I can see. No, I, I, no, I didn't lose. But uh, I didn't win, I mean. I didn't lose. I, did, I didn't lose. <laughs> I didn't lose. I didn't, lose. I didn't yeah. care no, if I lose, lose. But, Matt uh, never has. He found a way to screw someone over. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I went into this interesting little pact with my, uh, my staff. Right. And, you know, I have, I have four staff. He calls them these staff. They're all, they're all like six-year-old students in a, in a class. And they, uh, you know, we all made a, a secret blood pact that if any of us won, we would share the prize. And, uh, you know, thankfully <laughs> none did, of us won. He did. He screwed someone over. Someone else <laughs> won. That thankfully none of us won, so I didn't have to share shit. But <laughs> Good one. Well, yeah, right. yeah, good day. So, so what, was the, what, was the, what was the drive of that story? You just did Melbourne Cup. Oh, I was just bringing attention to the race that stops right. the nation, yeah, you know, We're trying to set a period a of time. Yeah. All right, sorry. Like, we're we're going to put this podcast in a you know time capsule. They're going to unearth it like 40 years That's from now. It. And they're going to know what's happening. Yeah. Great. Look, they're going to want to know the facts. I got hit over the head with some geek news today. This is, uh, I don't even know what the source is actually. Um, StarTrek.com, maybe. Okay. Uh, Star Trek, new series, January 2017. Uh, CBS Television Studios announced today it will launch a totally new Star Trek television series in January 2017. The new series will blast off with a special preview broadcast on the SBS Television Network. And it goes on to say something about it only being exclusively available in the United States and stuff. But how do we feel about that? How the hell did SBS land that shit? CBS. Oh, CBS. I thought you said SBS. CBS are makers of fine entertainment such as Two Broke Girls. (laughs) <laughs> and the David Letterman show, which is now oh, enough that's right. said. Oh, that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they did. Uh, they did Star Trek back in the day, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Alex ha- Kurtzman will serve as executive producer for the new Star Trek TV series. He mm. co-wrote and produced the blockbuster film Star Trek 2009 and Star Trek Into Darkness in 2013. Yeah. Rad. Yeah. So is this going to be another failure? We're going to. It's this a relaunch? It's a series relaunch, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah. going right back to the uh, original canon, back to the original. Oh, I theme, don't know. It doesn't or... really say anything. There's I mean, no Enterprise, Enterprise already went there and did that, but is JJ Abrams in on it? Uh, it's ooh, it doesn't say. If it's, that TV movie. Seri- if it's yeah. a TV series, uh, when they did like, like exactly yeah, it's a, a different like director every episode. You know, they sort of did that kind of thing, didn't they? Mm. Or different writers. I don't know about the directors. JJ Abrams a big time film director. He's not going to get involved well, in TV, is he? I don't know, like, are you kidding me? Oh, no, no, he, he does, he yeah, all Lost. the time. Yeah, Lost was yeah, his yeah. thing. Oh, was it? Yeah, but yeah. was he just starting out then? Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's just starting out, do Lost, confuse everybody, yeah. <laughs> walk away from that. You know, shit the world on fire for a couple of months, I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. The, what the, 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 the rainforest? <laughs> don't spoil it for me, I'm yeah, still watching that show. I know, you'll never find out. No one ever did. Star Wars are doing the same thing, I think. Oh, yeah, that I mean, they're like, they've got a series planned, um... 
Yeah, to, to come out. So it, it just one, seems like there's no original, the there's no originality in it anymore. No, Everybody no. wants, you know, it was all about the movies. The movies were the big thing, and now then it was the uh, the sequels. The sequels are the big thing. Now it's going back. And now it's going to the the TV channel. Uh, fucking what am I trying? Yeah, to just say? the old stuff. To, to the regular TV broadcast. I got know, that. Episodes, I got that with um, when I was watching that Back to the Future thing. I I was you know because I was that was like uh, what was that eighty four eighty five somewhere around about then. So I was 13, 14. So I'm in my prime gun of the movies kind of era. And um, and in the space of two years, I had Back to the Future, had Ghostbusters, yeah. which we still talk about to this day. Mm. And it's I know, but it's like, that was because they were taking chances with, hey, someone be creative. All right, we'll back that and we'll make it. Now they just go, oh, crap, we, we, we don't lose any money. Let's just do Ghostbusters again. And it's, yeah. come on, man, be be. Be brave. Yeah, man, they're, they're working in the spirit of the Melbourne Cup and flogging dead horses, man. <laughs> there you go. Man, good bring back. RIP those go. two horses, by the way. <laughs> All right, Assassin's Creed Syndicate came out. I've been playing that for a week. Nice. How's it going? Well, I'm enjoying it, but I know you're dark on me for enjoying Assassin's no, no, Creed. No, no, I'm just dark on the series <laughs> in general. I hear this one's actually picked up its act and it's cleaned up a lot. It's not junk. It, look, I've only played <laughs> Unity before this, and I enjoyed that. And this one is better than Unity mm. in the way that you interact Any with it. Any chance to interact with Dickens or uh, Tesla or Queen Victoria, surely that's got to be a, a bonus. Well, we were, historical talk, we were talking to Riley during the week as well, you know, and it's as, as uh, you know, old Englishman. Uh, it's kind of fun to run around <laughs> a town that you know, because even though Paris is across the pond. Don't know it. So Unity <laughs> didn't have that for me. But it's kind of cool. You know, you get on top of... Uh, I was uh, climbing to the top of Big Ben. That's not a euphemism. Uh, I <laughs> no. looked around. I could see St. Paul's Cathedral up the Thames. And I was like, man, I've been on the Thames. I've been on a ferry up that way. And that's the direction I went in. And wow. that's where I saw St. Paul's Cathedral. This is yeah. insane. Yeah. Video so games are really good. Much excitement that. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's um, amazing how much money and effort they put into mapping stuff like that. Especially yeah. in stuff like racing games. They'll get like... Everything perfect. So, like, you can yeah. go to that track, not just on the track itself, but, like, every landmark around it. So, it's like, hey, there was this crop of trees. Like, <laughs> get, oh, there it is. We've got the trees. You know, like, people start freaking. So, for gamer sense, though, because there's going to be people at home that are just hating on me for enjoying Unity and Syndicate, what was your point that you brought up the other day? You said it kind of died after the number two, was well, it? Well, number one, it was just, like, crazy, but it was plagued with a lot of, like issues for its time so number one came out people were like well this is nuts you can stab people and the game didn't really have much third person stuff what generation are we talking about we're talking about early xbox 360 okay um so a lot of people weren't really into the third person stuff yet gears of war hadn't happened or it just had um so yeah everyone was into it and it had like this weird story and templars and all sorts of stuff yeah then number two came along and it was kind of janky still much of the same sort of stuff but um for a lot of people that was you know pretty peace out resistance for me, it was on PS3. I believe it was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, maybe. Right. No, I'm not sure. I think Black it was Flag. So is that no, was Black, Black, Black Flag? Black Flag, was Black, Flag was, Black Flag had the boats, and everyone was like, yeah. yes! Yeah. Um, a lot of people got into that. Um, Syndicate was broken. Syndicate's the latest one. No, what was the last one? Unity. Unity was broken on a lot of things, PC especially. Yeah. Um, and because it's Ubisoft and they're, this, they're a AAA platform, you know, they're bringing out all sorts of you know, really good stuff, or they should be, because they make a boatload of money. Pointless apps for your phone that don't make sense, yeah. Um, But they're really into the whole microtransaction, sort of sticking you for your bucks, and all these Assassin's Creed's are sort of hurting. And it's much of the same, find the tallest tower, climb it, get the map, rinse, repeat. Yeah. And um, they do that a little across a lot of games. Far Cry is exactly the same, except it's first person instead of third. But that's a cool way of like spotting stuff on, like giving yeah. you a hint to where everything is on the map. You still got to go and do the little mini missions. But gamers all over are town. super yeah. fickle. Like video games, especially, it's like, man, I've done this before. This has yeah. already been done, so I just need to go do this, and they're just watching numbers go up and up and up. That's the thing between Unity and Syndicate. It really feels like that. It feels, yeah. feels like, oh, so we're going to be doing this for the next decade, just going to a different city and just uh, mm. mapping that and playing the same game. Is that what's going to happen? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think they've got some big stuff happening with these new gen consoles out. They're pushing them to their limits, and they're looking really, really good. Um, so, is the gameplay then going to get lost in into the graphics and into the to what? How pretty the game is. Are no, they going to lose the gameplay as a no, result of it? I think it's a, uh, the gameplay... So you can make a rock-solid, perfectly-played game, but if the story doesn't cut for shit, then no one's going to play it. Like, mm. why are you, why are you doing this stuff? So the, the narrative in Assassin's Creed has also pissed a lot of people off because 
you know, people get attached to some characters and they just fling them off. Like, Ezio yeah. was a big deal. Syndicate they- nods, there's another the head to stuff that's in Black Flag. Mm. I haven't played Black Flag, but Travis just loves it and he's going, oh, that's the pirate <laughs> guy from this. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Sweet. right? Yeah. Um, but see, I can't name anyone but Ezio in that whole series. And I, that being said, I'm not a huge fan. I haven't really played a lot of them. But that's the feedback you tend to hear. It's like, Ezio was a guy, he was in the early ones. And there's some other dudes in these... You know, they're all wearing the same suit, essentially, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. that's, that's like, a lot of pitfalls for them. But I think, narratively, you need an amazing... You can make an, any game amazing as long as it's got a really rock-solid story. Hmm. It seems to me they make the hero in in, uh, in this one, in Syndicate, look a, like a bit of a bumbler. Oh, the, the, the really, that's what I see in the trailers. The guy, the guy who's well, I haven't played it all the way through, but it's a, it's two twins, Evie mm. and I Jake. forgot yeah. Jake. And I've only ever really played. I'm playing it incorrectly because I'm just playing with Evie and just ramping up her skills and really not playing with the other guy at all. So yeah, so I've probably got troubles, trouble times coming yeah. my way. But um, I don't know that that seems like the only thing at the moment it seems like I don't want to be doing all this action getting all these skill points ramping someone up and then going oh I've got to go and look after the other guy as well yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit about playing interesting there's, uh, there's that uh, okay we, we want to get into packs because later on we're talking to Sean Lehman hopefully by Skype about uh, big deal yeah and be. I mean that in a non-sarcastic way that's yeah. wow <laughs> so, but, so before we get into the pack stuff uh, not that we're going to talk about it today, but we've been playing a bit of Dead of Winter, and I thought it might pay off just to hear a little bit about... Uh, you got an app for that, Matt. Yeah, the app came out, uh, released on Android the other day, and it's releasing on iOS this week, later this week. Yeah. Uh, basically, all it does is it gives you another option for the Crossroads cards. Right. So it has no effect on the game whatsoever. It's. But you said there's music and stuff. Adds there, a bit there's of a bit of background to music. The... It's flavor. Yeah. It's uh, voiced by uh, Rich Summer. Uh, Rich Summerer. Oh, Rich who, Summer, uh, yeah. Is very prolific on board game geek and that sort of thing. He's he's a guy that does a lot of stuff with uh, the Dice Tower and Tom Vassell. Yeah. Anyone who knows board games. Yeah. Not no, you that's guys. Us. Not you yeah. slubs. Would <laughs> yeah. know about it, Rich Summer. Right, but anyway, so yeah, they've yeah. got a, a voice, a professional voice actor to do it. Um, it's not free, which sucks. It should be, but I guess they have to pay for the voice talent. Right. Um, and well, it, it keeps the information it's... hidden. So yeah. yeah, the crossroad cards, it has a little scenario. You can, that's all you can see. And until the trigger happens, so it, it yeah. shows you a trigger. Until that trigger happens, you don't see any other information. Oh, that's cool. And then yeah. you tap it once the trigger's happened, and then you, it goes. You can it reads the narrative for you, right. and then it reads you. The but options. all of this is mysterious to all of us because yeah, that's right. It's yeah. not going to be unfolded for about a month, about. and then we'll talk yeah. about it. Looking forward context. to reviewing that yeah. one. Yeah. Keep yeah, your eyes so I think we'll give it a go next time we play. All right. Nice. Okay. Let's blob and get back with packs. <laughs> Hey, back with Pax Talk. We had a correspondent there. Fortunately, he sounds like an electronic typewriter. Justin. Pax was amazing. Flew over to Melbourne. All the way. All the way. Didn't have to walk any distance. Didn't catch a bus. Flew straight into the convention centre. What did you find? That would have been disastrous. Three hours there, four hours back. I spent the weekend in Melbourne at the Melbourne Entertainment and Convention Centre. Yeah. Or Melbourne... Convention Entertainment Center. Um, it's really How's that compared to the cockroach. Huh? Who Perth cares? Entertainment Center. <laughs> is that what it's called? The cockroach. Yeah. Is that the something? Well, that the Have you seen it from here? It looks like a cockroach. I think this Matt just says that. <laughs> yeah, he I don't think that's actually. No, no. Well, I want to well, hear about well, well, fact. Well known <laughs> fact. Um, it's a huge venue. It uh, caters a lot to what PAX is. It's a. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't heard of PAX, if you don't know what PAX is, it's just a yeah, gaming centric. Down conference right penny arcade yeah penny arcade which are a webcomic series they were like hey we want to like do stuff with our community let's throw a party and that turned into developers going hey you guys are gathering gamers in the same place we should really rock up and show some shit off and they're like yeah you can do that yeah and then they was doing it in seattle they're now doing it in uh pax east over in it's got to escape me now i believe it was chicago yeah. No, it's not Chicago. I've totally lost it. Um, they've got PAX Prime in Seattle, PAX East. They've got PAX South down in San Antonio. And they've got PAX Oz, which is the only international one in Melbourne. And they didn't yeah. choose to do it in Perth. Surprising. Man. <laughs> but no, go on, carry on. Yeah. yeah. So, because um, the cockroach is big enough. Yeah, they, yeah. they chuck an amazing amount of video and uh, a huge amount of board gaming stuff in one roof for three days. Yeah. The um, amount of heat coming off that place. 
It's crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so they got all sorts of stuff. So a huge tabletop section, which takes up... If you've been to Perth, uh, it's cockroach, as Matt calls it. Uh, their expo <laughs> hall is pretty sizable, but that's the tabletop section. Like, wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and they do a really cool system. They put all the stores in there. So you've got guys like Good Games representing yeah. um, and a whole bunch of other stores uh, selling their wares. And then they've just got tables and tables and tables and round tables and long tables. The play and, and, and just stuff. for anything. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of DMs pre-register and they bring their own stuff. Um, I played a really, really cool demo of the 7th edition of Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Uh, this for- is cool. I forget the guy's name. He was an incredible DM. And we did a train sequence. So a train was crashing in our Call of Cthulhu game. And in order to represent this train carriage, like, peculiarly teething over a cliff, yeah. he got out a Jenga set. Okay. And set it up in the middle, and we dictated our actions. And so, like, well, I'm going to like try and crawl out from underneath this stack of boxes and go to the door. And so you make a roll, and he's like, okay, I kind of dictate that um, in order if you make that, you're going to have to take out two Jenga blocks. And yeah. this Jenga stack is just like going right. nuts. And so, yeah. like, it added heaps of pressure and all that sort of stuff. And so, that was just one small bit. I did that for about an hour. And then there's just tables and tables and tables. Don't move away from that after you got off that table. After I got off it, so. that, was, that was when they announced that one of the players, people you were playing oh, with. Oh, yeah. I want, I want yeah. To move you met the. <laughs> okay. I met the VP of uh, a company called K- Chaos- Chaosium. Chaosium Incorporated. They actually make the Call of yeah. Cthulhu stuff. Um, yeah, so we played this five man thing and we didn't know who this guy was. And we finished up and the DM's like, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Um, save all your questions for this guy. It points at this dude we've been playing with for the last you know, hour and a yeah. half. And he's like, yeah, hi, my name's Michael O'Brien. I'm this guy. You know, I work for this company. What do you guys think? And we're just like, uh, you know, it was kind of like Secret Millionaire or Surprise Boss or whatever. He tweeted this earlier on. He said, you're a top guy, but you can play Jenga for shit, is what yeah, he That's his words. <laughs> I was so disappointed. It's, it's funny that you say that because um, <laughs> it, what happened in that case is uh, a friend of mine was in the party with us and he was doing, he had to pull three blocks out. And so he, this guy doesn't want. He does not like board games, right? Just, yeah. just never played them. And he's like, as soon as this Jenga set, so came he went out, to packs. Is that that's, that's what this no, guy he's, did? He's right into uh, role playing. Oh, okay, that's what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So he sees this Jenga stack. So man, I've never played Jenga before. And everyone just looks at him. Are you fucking serious, man? It's fucking Jenga. <laughs> like, and he's like, no, never. And so we sort of explained it. And he's like, okay, cool. And he was doing it. He had to pull three out, and he got he got one, and it was sweaty, man. He was just like oh, man, <laughs> freaking out, sweating bullets. And he finally gets one out. And he's like, yes. And this uh, dude who later became to be the VP, was like, oh, man, that was really good, and knocks the fucking table. Oh, and the really? whole thing just falls down, and the train falls off the cliff, and all this bad shit happened. And he's like, oh, I'm real sorry, dudes. I'm like, fucking serious, man? Like, so, like, he was real lucky there. He just didn't, like, lean across the table and, like, send him out. Jeez. But, um, yeah, he revealed himself to be this guy, and it was really, really cool because um, you get to talk to the developer a bit and sort of talk about, like, how this is all happening. And, um, yeah, he told us a couple of things about deadlines and... Yeah. How the new edition's coming out, and it's all I was around. Say, it must be leading. There must be a reprint or something coming out because uh, yes. uh, Sandy Peterson put that in years ago, and there's been mm. a couple of reprints. But I'm desperate to get lately. a Call of Cthulhu hardback, like leather, you know, like a really good copy. Yeah. Like every mm. now and again, they do a special release, you know, 25, 30 yeah. years, something like that. And I just want to get one of those. And every time I remember, it's always yeah, about well eight months just past yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, I keep your eyes out because Seventh Ed, uh, we've been told this is a hot scoop. Oh, yeah, hot scoop. Oh. Um, he was like, yeah, probably by the end of the year. All you're, right. looking, you're looking at Seventh Ed. There's not a lot of 2015 uh, left. Not left. Nah, so that's really, really cool. Um, and like I said, there's that developer stuff happening everywhere. Um, I moved over to a, a game. I saw some cards on the table and some dice. I'm like, hey, guys, what are you showing off here? And uh, a couple of dudes like, hey, we're playing this game called El, El Luchador Fantastico Grande. And they said it a lot better than I did. Um, <laughs> it's an Australian crew based in Melbourne. And they'd made this uh, sort of dicing card game that was revolving around Mexican, Mexican luchadors. And it kind of it plays a lot like Zombie Dice Cross uh, King of Tokyo sort of thing. So like, the, instead of being in the city for King of Tokyo, you're wearing a belt. And so like everyone, right. wants, everyone yeah. wants the belt, right? The championship belt sort of thing. And you're sort of doing this like dice-related combat with some really, really good cards with, um, you know, you can cancel moves, redirect damage, add damage, all that sort of stuff. And um, you're sitting there with a the developer who's obviously poured their absolute, like, heart out into this game. Yeah. I was going to say another thing. Um, <laughs> and just like, yeah, and they're just trying to show this thing off and seeing someone really passionate about something, this gets you on board. You're like, man, this is really yeah. cool. You yeah. can't help but say nice things. And, um, yeah, you get to shake some hands and meet some cool people. Yeah. Um, and that was just the board gaming stuff. 
Uh, there was heaps on board. I'm not really doing it any justice. But uh, Wizards were there. They were showing off uh, their new app for Zendikar. They were flogging out a bunch of... Which uh, app? Like, well, not the um, Magic Origins. Yeah, I think it oh, might have been that, actually. Because that's all broken. I, Is it really? Yeah, yeah, they broke that already. We talked about this on the uh, Magic podcast. No, sorry to hear it. Yeah, it was really it looked really good for a bit, and then some cards were broken and they didn't fix oh. them. And then it was going to be updated every time a new card set came out. And then as soon as Battle for Zendikar came out, they went, oh, these cards aren't going to be in it for a while yet. And then oh. it was one of those press releases like, oh dear, we've just realised the whole thing's broken and this this platform is not going to happen. I really wanted to keep playing that. Yeah, me Because too. I was enjoying it. Then all of a sudden, I couldn't connect to the servers. And no matter what I did, I could not connect to the servers from my iPad. And she let me know, man. I would have sort of walked up to the dude and be like, Oi. Yeah. Matt oh, McHale. Shit. We had a correspondent over there, Matt. Didn't you hear? Yeah, Damn. Oh, oh, Damn. Oh. So, no, yeah, missed look, opportunity. Just looking over chaosium.com. All I can find is PDFs on there. So yeah, so know. that's what I have in front of me here, the nicely printed version. Oh, um, right. But Ooh. yeah, so like I said, hot scoop, man. You're not even, you're not even looking at it. I'm not. It's not even on the net yet. They're still really. doing yeah, hard yeah, copies, yeah. aren't they? They're going to be Yeah, I'm, I'm the, fairly certain yeah. that's what's going to be I'm probably looking in the wrong place. There's probably other places for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, still on the pack stuff. Uh, yeah, just board games for days. I bought a few. I picked up a picked up a really cool one called Sushi Go. Uh, it's done by a company called Comes Game in a Rat. tin. Comes in a tin. Yeah, I always like that. Um, it's kind of magic drafting, but just the drafting element, and you're drafting for points. Okay. And um, so you're building up a menu, like a meal of sushi, right? And like that's all it is on the face. But the the mechanic of the game is. You, know, you get a set, you get a set of sushi. You're like, okay, um, you need three sashimi cards to get ten points, but you're you can see two in your hand, and you need to hope it wheels and all that sort of stuff. So you see, there's a game where you're in a, in a train teetering over a, an abyss, <laughs> yeah. and uh, there's uh, Lovecraftian elements and oh, there was Cthulhu. a tree with a mouth, and yeah, crazy all that crap. sort of stuff. Wow, that's wild. Or I could just go and sit in a sushi restaurant. Bro, it was Man. amazing. And that's the that's great Quite. thing about games. Man, I was a luchador. I was a sushi <laughs> chef. I was like, what was, oh, the campaign we played. I'm so well, down on games where it's just, just play an element of life. Just regular life. <laughs> see, like, I'm not a sushi chef. I'm, so, I'm not a sushi you handler. Could be. You could be. Yeah, but you can't get a talking tree. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> give me the right stuff and we can do some talking trees. All right. Uh, We're going out doing acid <laughs> right after this. <laughs> We're, blub not, it, we're, blub not, we're not doing that. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what, what I want to know about PAX is, is have they kept to their, their philosophy, which is it's more about the gamer, less about the retailer or the yeah, selling stuff? Very much so. So it's actually really hard to spend a lot of money at PAX. It's like I, right. I went over there with a pretty modest budget of like, all right, man, if I see some cool shit, yeah. I'm just going to be buying it. Um, yeah, if you're writing to board games and the, the guys are there to give them to you, You'd have to be pretty nuts to like go to like you'd, you'd buy everything, right? Yeah. Um, when it comes to board games, yeah, okay, um, they are peddling their wares a bit, but there's more floor space dedicated to playing games with like-minded people than there is to that. Um, I'm going to say it's That's like true. not even a third of the space taken up by tabletop is for retailer. It's like quite minuscule. Yeah. Um, right. That's but that's only, that's only half the whole, right? Here we go. So this is a bit uh, digital. So you double it again. And this is the expo floor. So this is where... Guys this is like, where you get your VROG stuff happen. Yeah. All right, so this is where guys like this. Microsoft, Sony, uh, they had guys... Bethesda was there with the vault. They had a vault yeah, there. Right. Um, they were showing up all their Fallout 4 gear. Um, the new one from Tom Clancy, The Division. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, that's been going for ages. Yeah, so uh, they've all... 2K was there. All these PC retailers were there showing off all this crazy stuff. Screens everywhere. Twitch TV... Um, ESL they're playing oh, Rocket I saw, League I uh, saw Madison Jones of uh, Art Seven Land Hand fame uh, she was over there getting in touch with people that follow her streaming I, I've seen oh, her okay. I think she streams uh, her actual scribbles yeah. she scribbles yeah. and there was people hooking up with her going oh yeah I know you and they had like, Twitch badges on and stuff so yeah, you okay, could hook yeah. up with people that you knew on Twitch right? yeah so Twitch was a pretty had a, bit of, uh, a pretty big presence there they had a stage set up and there were people mm. with notes sort of circling through that uh, one thing I lined up for two hours for was a shot at the PlayStation VR experience, um, also known as the Project Morpheus. Wow. So you, you stood there for two hours, and it was heated, man. If it wasn't for a good friend of mine standing there with me saying, dude, you've been waiting here for, like, already an hour and a half. I was sitting there like, man, this is fucked. I'm done. Like, I'm just standing here. Look at all this fun stuff happening. And then a guy walked up line. to you and said, do you want to take the red pill or the green pill? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you walk in this room, 
after two hours of standing there and being a little bit delirious, they give you this headset and it just like, this is going to change your life. How do you go for sustenance in that queue? Did uh, you start sorry, to get dizzy? I, I was super lucky. My partner, Jade, it's just sort of like, hey, how you feeling, baby? I'm, like, I'm feeling real good. <laughs> so I'm standing here and I hate my life. She's like, oh, that's, that's your girlfriend. More. You just keep saying, <laughs> yeah. go, go get me some food. <laughs> no, no, really. She just uh, rocked up and she's, we pack pretty heavy. Like we've got some water and like, yeah. some, like muesli bars and stuff just to like yeah. keep you going because you don't want to buy stuff. Just yeah. the intravenous drip with syrup. Yeah, with syrup pretty, pretty much. <laughs> so with the Project uh, Morpheus slash PlayStation VR thing, they put you in a room and they put you in front of this really nice person and he's like, hey, welcome to PlayStation. You've got to try this today. Just put this on your head. Yeah. Like, All right, cool. So you stick on this headset. They put on a set of headphones. Is that in focus? Yeah, it looks really good. It's just a word. You're like, okay, cool. What's yeah. up? And they flick the switch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in a shark cage. Right. And I'm underwater. This, and like we were talking about this, oh, we had a bit of a chat about this mm. on Messenger. These these are graphics, not... These are, yeah, so these are graphics, not... not so yeah. I guess you're calling it FMV. Uh, it's not yeah. filmed. It's not real life filmed. You're in a graphical world. So yes, right? yes. So you look around, and you can look around, right? So that's the first thing. You move your head and your vision moves with you. I've never used a VR thing before this, except for like a minuscule bit on Oculus, and it was a non-working demo, and it was a home job and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So this is my first like real go at it. So looking around, and you've got a full 360 degree... You're already spinning out at this stage. Already spinning out yeah. because it's like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And um, there's a control panel on the right-hand side of this cage, and it's got like a little gauge on it and stuff. And my hand instinctively went to touch it. Yeah. And it was there was nothing there, and I was like, oh, okay. So sounds and stuff are all sounds are all like all hooked in. And yep, everything's all. You can hear seagulls and. Oh no, you're underwater. So oh, you're like, underwater. You know, oh, yeah, 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 prawn, yeah. prawns crackling. Yeah, yeah prawns. Yeah, they're loud apparently. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but yeah, you've got. It sounds like you're in like a scuba suit. You've got someone on your earpiece saying, "Okay, we've got to send you down now." Blah blah blah. And you're like, okay. Um, yeah. And the cage starts moving. Yeah. And I don't know what the science is or like how it's messing with your perceptions or whatever. But yeah, you started moving. Like I just, I felt wobbly. I went to go brace myself on the cage. It was, a, it was, a, it was an absolute trip. And they sent you down in through like these four stages of like underwater depth. And, uh, yeah, so there's, like, a bit of surf stuff. Oh, look, there's a sea turtle, and, you know, there's a school of fish. And well, and you can, like, you're sort of, you're just looking around. And it's, I guess that, that part of the demo is just get used to 360-degree vision. Yeah. Do a full turnaround. I think the, the lady that was there helped me out. She actually had the cables and was sort of doing, like, a dance of me not <laughs> tangling myself up. Oh, okay. So she's dragging <laughs> that out of the way as you're, yeah, so right. She, yeah, so she was really cool. Um, is that, is, so is, the, is that all going to be wireless at some stage? That's the plan? Or, so is, or is the... Not 100% clear the on the data that has there. to come in is going to be yeah. massive. So I was, I was wired into it. So yeah. I don't know what the actual science is coming out of it, but this is still early days, I yeah. think. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm like in this underwater thing and there's sea turtles and fish and this lady's talking to me over there intercom really nicely about going into different depths and stuff. And then it sort of like moves through to the next stage and it's a little bit darker and I'm under a cave roof and a shark in the distance. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a shark over there. You know? You're and still like, in the cage. Still in the cage. Yeah. In the cage. And like all of a sudden... Does it look rusty? Like it's going to break? Yeah, like it's all nuts <laughs> and stuff. Right? And so like she's... And you sort of... She's like, oh, make sure you look down. And I look down through the cage. Yeah. Oh, you know, and it's still it's really deep, man. It's like... So you can hear her talking. Yeah. So you haven't got headphones on adjust just... So no, noises. You do, you do have headphones on, but um, obviously you can... If she yelled loud enough, she was sort of saying... Okay. So she's like, oh, just make sure you look down. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. So she was sort of guiding me through it but you also had a digital person that was walking you through the demo so yeah. I, think, yeah. I think she was just like hey, calling out some extra features um, so yeah looking around and um, yeah every time the cage like you can feel yourself and like you can see like a current like see a current yeah, you see yeah. the weird, like the reeds and stuff moving and you could like, I felt really wavy like it was really weird <laughs> and the shark over in the distance and he's doing his doo doo thing you know yeah, yeah. Like, and um, you can sort of see a current it's like oh, there's this huge shark over there but yeah. it's going to rock up and fuck with me <laughs> And, um, yeah, yeah, so a, a mob of manta ray caught my eye to the left. I was like, whoa, look at that manta ray. You killed Steve Irwin. Like, like, <laughs> and then yeah, out of nowhere, right, boom, the cage shakes. Yeah. Old mate Sharky's there. And when he hit the cage, I was way, I was like, You're they're going to fall over. Yeah, it yeah. really, really fucks with you, man. You're like, are you serious? Like, I'm, I'm in a room, I'm standing, but this thing has got me real good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that shark, man, he's freaking crazy. <laughs> and, um... They're like, oh, watch out for that guy. And I was like, this fucking carriage, like, I'm going to die. So they sent me down to the next <laughs> level of, like, ocean, and it all was just pitch black. Yeah. And there was this neon jellyfish floating through yeah. the, the ether or whatever. And that's what got me. I was like, okay, this is amazing. So I'm in a 360-degree blacked-out plane. 
with yeah. all these freaky looking jellyfish floating around. And I could just think, man, if I just had the worst time ever at work or like during the day, I just come home, I could just strap myself into this aquarium and just get it. Yeah. chilled out. Jellyfish. Yeah. I was chilled out instantly. Wow. Like even after this altercation with a shark. And um, I was in this black thing, and then they dropped me down another bit further into this sort of like thermal vent situation, and you can see lava and all sorts of stuff. I just think they were showing off fidelity and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, they're like, yeah, cool, you made it to the bottom, all right, we're going to bring you back up. <laughs> like it's an achievement. Yeah. Yeah, you just stood yeah, there you just for like there. five minutes, well done. Yeah. 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 And did you have an audience while you were doing this? It was, yeah, there was a window inside the box so people walking past could see in so there's this dude oh, yeah. sort of like whoa man I want the water dudes <laughs> so um they started bringing you back up and old mate shark's back right. and he's like hey don't forget about me and he comes up to My the cage Bruce. yeah pretty much he comes up to the cage and just like rips the oxygen tank that's strapped to the side of this cage yeah bites into it and starts shaking the shit out of it and rips the thing up and as he's doing that the whole cage is going mental right yeah. so I'm going mental like yeah. he's messing with my head and he rips the cage off and he just starts blacking out I mean he rips the tank off the cage and he starts blacking out and not in real life yeah, yeah well, like yeah, yeah. You can, like your vision <laughs> starts dimming in and you sort of yeah. come to rest sort of thing and that's when the headset comes off and you're back on the planet and you're like what <laughs> and um yeah they're like that was playstation vr and i'm like that was incredible that sold me like two hours of waiting and like sweating it out and watching all the other people have fun yeah like, it was matter. totally worth it totally worth it, it was i can't escape the feeling that in not too dis in a not too distant future this exact recording can be looked upon as like people describing what radio was like the first yeah, time yeah, they heard yeah, it. Yeah, you know? And I was sitting yeah. in the room and it was like, he was sitting there too. It yeah. was amazing. We'll be sitting around having a beer sometime in the future and we're going, I can't believe we were so enthusiastic about it. It was you know, such thing, garbage like, compared to We won't be to sitting around having a beer. Our virtual selves will be while we're sitting in a cage, like, because that's what humanity's become now. Yeah, we'll and, be off VR and somewhere. Yeah, just drinking <laughs> sludge, you know. Like what, uh, listening to uh, Marconi's first words over the radio. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like us. Yeah. All right, look, it's almost time to call Oklahoma. So, uh, what, um, any other highlights in, uh, in a nutshell? In a nutshell, just, just a sense of community. And I know this gets, like, spread around a lot, but people sort of, oh, I just did love... You, did you get hugs from strangers? No, and that was uh. that was a great thing, you know. Like it, it doesn't, <laughs> it, does, <laughs> it doesn't have to be I hate like hugs that. from strangers. <laughs> but um, just a real no. sense of it. when everyone's on the same page and everyone's really passionate about everything that's going on in that space, you can't help but sort of feel like good about being into this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when the expo hall closed at six, and then the whole uh, tabletop area is full till like eleven or something. Yeah, like that's that. cool. And it just, you know, it's like I said, the whole Expo Forum Perth is just full of people playing games and you're just like, you know, you'll be sitting there playing Dominion or whatever and some dude down the back will yell at me like, oh man, you killed my dog, that was a 20! You know, like, <laughs> and it's just crazy because all these people are just right into what they're doing and everyone's into playing games at that point and it's really, really cool. Sweet. So if you can't get the opportunity to go hit packs up, do it. So next year... Uh, Next seven year. land hand yeah, yeah live packs recording i actually saw oh, love it. i actually <laughs> saw a group there and i didn't catch the name but they were playing a board game and they had four webcams set up on a stand yeah and they were playing the board game and that had a webcam pointed on it and then the other three were pointing at them yeah and they had a laptop there and all the business and they were doing a live stream from the floor of packs playing some dice game so man that could be something to look into i don't know yeah god stress more technology yeah. well let's get let's get through a skype to oklahoma and see if we can pull that off if this so is a disaster right. we'll call we'll just yeah. try harder next time yeah that's what we'll do sorry <laughs> i was going the other way like we'll just quit, <laughs> we'll just quit. <laughs> so we organized it all last week it was perfect and then yeah fast forward a week daylight saving or some shit like that happened right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah nice uh, Man, so I was just I was just checking you you out on uh, the maps and stuff. Oklahoma, it's it's completely landlocked. Why rivals masters of the deep? It seems like there's <laughs> no ocean there. Do you guys it. just dream of the ocean? Is that what, is that what's happening? Oh man, oh yeah, we love the ocean. The ocean's awesome. I wish you know being landlocked. That's something that uh, that that's a trip that I, I know for for. I haven't actually been able to make with my brother since we were really young. Yeah. Uh, but we have we have the most uh, lake area in like all all of the United States. So oh, really? What's the, oh, <laughs> we, we've been out to like the to lake a lot, and it's really uh here it's really murky and and brown, so you can't really see through much. So <laughs> it really 
So you got uh, Oklahoma's got more lakes than <laughs> Oklahoma's got more lakes than the, the Great Lakes and all that sort of stuff up in the north. Oh yeah, more. Yeah. Oh man, wow. that's crazy. All right, but this isn't a geography podcast anyway. <laughs> so talking yeah. about board games today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's just break it down a little bit then. So it's on the Kickstarter, it's got your, your brother's name, but you're, you're involved in the design, aren't you? For, so before we look like we're just making up this by having some imposter show up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, me and my brother have been working on this uh, together for a while. <laughs> yeah, when did you start? Um, I started on uh, this, actually this past year, uh, yeah. With with rivals, he initially started it with with his old business partner. Uh, his name was James Hugo. When they started the initial uh, vinyl toys, yeah. So once once I got on board, that's when we uh, started working on on the board game. All right, cool. And how and, how's that been? Like, what what were you doing before making games? So you doing a desk job, or you do one now, or um, I was finishing up my last few years of, of college, uh, or last year of college, and I was also working, well, where I, you know, went to school, so. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I was basically a dorm dad. Nice. <laughs> so, um, that, so the transition's been cool? Like, you've had a lot of fun? Lots of happened. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, well, so what sort of games are you, you usually playing? You know, what's your go-to game? Like, you know, your magic guy or your minis guys, your RPG type of... Or just everything. Uh, for me, yeah, I started off uh, more with uh, RPGs. Um, I mean, my very first... If I if I go back, you know, to when I really first started gaming, I started off with, like, Risk. And, yeah. and then I moved yeah, on to... Yeah, we're all embarrassed about those days. We've all had those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I moved on to like Warhammer and and, and different RPGs, um, like you know, of course, like D and D, and then and then we moved on to <laughs> uh, we we've been recently playing the uh, the Star Wars RPG, which has been really fun and yeah, yeah. sounds like pretty pretty standard progression, you know, through uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, through everything yeah. that was popular over the years. Hey, do you, do you want to give us, uh, you know, and everyone that's listening, like a, a bit of an idea about what the game is? I mean, it's, we'll put links to the Kickstarter, which at the moment I think has got, what, 11 days left on it? Um, do, would you want to give us a bit of an idea so that people will go and buy the game? Yeah, drop your hot promo, man. Yeah. It's 6.30 in the morning. Elevator pitch. Or, yeah, we should remind everyone it's, it's 6, 6.30. We screwed up the time and we got Sean up super early for this. So, yeah. Okay, R- Rivals is a uh, uh, it's a hex-based war game, so kind of like the board of Settlers of Catan, but you know underwater and and so it's randomized. It's all it's always different with the way you set it up. And there's four factions: there's the Nautilus, uh, the Cog, the Low Clans, and the Ancients. Sure. And the Nautilus have been kind of a little bit of the backstory, the Nautilus have been, uh, and the Lowlands have been asked by the ancients who are kind of this ancient race have been around forever to take care of this thing called um, Underether. And so when the Kaa come in and they're kind of wreaking havoc and, and taking the Underether, the, uh, the Lowlands have also split off from, from the Nautilus and are, are free men now. They, can't, they kind of just were, were under the, the reign of the of the Nautilus and the ancients are ticked. And so they come back saying, you know, what's happened to their precious under ether that yeah. they bestowed on these underwater creatures to take care of. And so they're angry at everybody. And <laughs> yeah. it sounds like the cogs are, are a bit like your uh, typical capitalist corporation. Yeah. <laughs> I've got neighbors yeah, exactly. like that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they run, uh, very effectively. <laughs> that way. Uh, Sean, you were talking before about Chase being involved with the limited edition rivals steampunk vinyls back in 2012. I think it was the first Kickstarter. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, was there already a plan set in motion then to expand that property into into a miniature strategy board game, or 
or uh, was there some other design in place originally? Oh, well, originally, uh, him and his and his old business partner James, they had had only intention really to do the vinyl toys, and they that they wanted to bring you know the story of Rivals through this limited edition releases over over extended period of time over yeah. a few years, and uh, but once. Once I got on board, we're uh, we're both obsessed with board games, and you know, <laughs> uh, we felt we felt it was definitely a better way to to tell the story and 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 be more intricate about it. And so, uh, and it, and anything we do moving forward, I'm I mean, we have we have big plans, and we hope to be able to make them happen. But we hope to be able to get a just an awesome story out to out to our backers. That sounds great. Yeah, cool. Where it was uh, was it either you or Chase was the, the the driving force behind this was definitely Chase as the initial I guess concept designer, and you come on board later. Were you then a, like a rejuvenation for him to to renew the idea, the concept? You know, I, I would like to think I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, just say you were. He's not here. <laughs> He's not here we're, to say anything else, Sean. So yeah, that's well, the way it went down. It's now fact. <laughs> Me and my brother, uh, we're we're really we're really compliments to each other. Uh, he is he's he's like five years older than me, and he was always the really really creative one. Not that I don't have good ideas, but <laughs> <laughs> he was the creative one, and he was the artist, uh, and he actually owns like his own graphic design company. Yeah. And I've always kind of been uh, more the worker horse, Man. <laughs> and so. Some amazing uh, art, artwork in the package. Through a lot of the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but it was definitely, I, I, man. When I signed up to do this with him, he was like, "You know, Sean, there's directions I want to go with this, and I think this could be really awesome. And I think people would would really appreciate this other world that that's already been created. But I know that you can help me with." And and he it was his original idea to start taking it to a board game. Well, that's that's great. I mean, it's a it's a really engaging world. Um, yeah, and super sort exciting. Of, sort of something that I don't know hasn't been fully investigated before. So yeah, kudos for for uh, bringing it into into the light, as mm. to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We all have sort of different backgrounds that sort of facilitate the way that we apply ourselves to whatever it is we're doing creatively or non creatively, right? So a little bit of ourselves go into all our work, I guess. Um, what sort of background attributes do you guys think have gone into facilitating this game? Like, how, how do you think parts of your personality or parts of your backgrounds have gone into creating this title? Man, uh, that's a nutty question. Besides being, you know, <laughs> besides being huge uh, uh, board game enthusiast, uh, one of the things that me and my brother did a lot growing up uh, was. After we like you know after we played Risk and <laughs> we immediately started just making our own our own weird games. Yeah. Uh, our first ones are kind of Risk type uh, based games, but we made them in like anthropomorphic worlds. And uh, from there we moved on and we made a, a like, Jawa scavenger. I was going to uh, say like using melted Star Wars figures and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on, was, I know where so, you're coming from. <laughs> from there, yeah, from, yeah. From, so we made like a Java Java scavenger game, and we based it, of course, in, in Tatooine. Like, like, like you said, melted. <laughs> we, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we melted a few things along yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> I've set fire to plenty of stormtroopers in my time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Accidentally. And then from there, yeah. we from there we created a, a, a RPG called uh fantasy space and this had to have been when i was in middle school so he was in he was in high school and it was of course you know with the name fantasy space really original but uh, <laughs> it's a fantasy it was in space <laughs> in space yeah and so but we created you know like we created hundreds hundreds of different worlds and aliens and cultures and so it was just that's what we you know, first initially did growing up, so it was just kind of natural for us to to do it once we got older and out of college. And <laughs> yeah, sounded like you probably had a whole bunch of stuff you could just skim off and use the good stuff of, yeah. though, right? You could you had a library of of guys. There. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Creating some of those worlds gave us a lot of uh, unique perspectives coming into this game and some unique ideas that we could use. Yeah. Hey, so Sean, the the original posting for Rivals was earlier on in this year. Um, so, so what what went sour and and what changes did you make? So, I mean, it looked like a polished item on both occasions, right? I mean, it looks great now, but was uh, you know what what needed yeah, to be uh, done? Well, we were fully funded uh, when we canceled, and yeah. uh, for us, it's you know it's not really about the money. What we did is we really took took a step back, listened to everything that our backers were really asking of us yeah. in that moment in time. And, you know, one of the biggest things that they wanted were two more factions. And so while we had uh, the – during the first Kickstarter, we had the idea. Uh, we didn't necessarily have it all worked out yet. Yeah. And so, okay, well, let's, let's take a step back. Let's give these people what they want. And, you know – uh, that's amazing cares, you know that's so, that's so patient we, like uh you know I'd, I'd have thought if you're fully funded you'd all be like come on man this this is where we're at you know let's get it out there but that's really amazing that you were patient enough to take a step back and go let's get a really good product out there i don't think everyone would do that yeah i mean that, that that's a basic thing people were demanding was a full four-player game where you didn't have to play like as a team to to get stuff done and so that's when we made the aim that's when we uh, you know, hammered out the, the, the ancients and the low clans yeah. to add to the game. Yeah. No, man, kudos to that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And now, I just want to go into the platform you're using, Kickstarter. How do you feel about the big publishers sponging up all the Kickstarter money? <laughs> the, um, I know it might be a, a negative connotation to the way I'm saying it, but yeah. it just seems to me that there are a number of companies out there who are really quite mercenary in the way that they put their games up. They have huge asking um, targets. They make millions of dollars. And then we're wondering, you know, is that leaving enough money for, for or the smaller, for the startups and like yourselves who might not necessarily get that, you know, get those fully Which was millions of dollars, you know? And it seems what Kickstarter is there for is to help yeah. those guys rather than the big mm. guys, right? Yeah, I mean, well, that, that's definitely true. Is it's it's to help the little guys, and and for us, you know, it 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 does you know soak up a little bit of of what we could be, or not a little bit, a lot of what we could be getting. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of competition there when you think of you know, cool minion oh, and there, whatnot, so especially in the miniatures area at the moment. Hmm. And and what man, it's just you, you try to also style your Kickstarter in a way that will still get all those backers that they're trying to soak up as well so yeah. Yeah. i mean it's, it and it it honestly is kind of changing the culture uh for kickstarter in that way because they're soaking up you know and and giving people so much additional because of it yeah um so it really kind of sucks for the small guys i can't you know uh financially put out what what they're putting out yeah um but for them you know that's genius. <laughs> well, they've, they've tapped in. Obviously, yeah. there's a business model there, and they're they're following it. But um, you know, morally, I guess I have a some of us had a hard time reconciling that that the big companies taking big slice, and there's there's not enough to go around for the for the startups. Mm. But you know, hey, you've got you've got 578 backers, <laughs> 11 days to go. You're already funded. Yeah. You know, more more sales obviously be be cool. But I mean, you you're feeling like it's a success right now, yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, we're just great. we're pumped to even be able to get this game a, a, a more full game um, out out to the world and out out into people's hands. That is just that's such a rewarding feeling knowing that you know my name is on this board game going out to all these people. That's just yeah, that's, that's a great cool. deal. It's t- it must be a really huge thing. Something just come from inception all the way out to a box product. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys very much. Yeah, Sean, we've got uh, one more question for you to go, and it's a little bit more lighthearted, so we won't go too deep into your childhood or anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Something that gamers do is buy board games, right? We all have a lot of them. Um, or maybe your collection's quite thin, depending on how deep your wallet is, I guess. Uh, have, yes. you got a, have you got a favorite way of storing these board games that tend to clog up shelves and nooks and crannies. We're, yeah. ho- we're hoping this will become the classic yeah. seven land hand question is what we're saying. <laughs> so oh, yeah. We're running yeah. on well, you first. So how do you, how do you do it? 
Well, I do it uh, based on box size, but for me, it's more about a uh, more about playing Tetris. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. Just get him in there. You got you got about uh, two closets completely full. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's about getting him in there and making sure nothing's falling out. <laughs> awesome. So just just racking them and stacking them, making sure they don't fall down. Right, I'm stacking them and trying to remember where I put them. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I need to come up with a more effective way. Like, I need to get a whole room for them, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems to be <laughs> the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you see these guys on YouTube, and they just got walls and walls of titles sticking out. But yeah, all, all IKEA different. shelves, IKEA them. shelves, and yeah. custom stuff, just <laughs> yeah. pallets or something. Uh, well, this has been great. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well done, Sean. And, and good on you for getting in touch and uh, a bit of initiative just in saying, hey, have a look at this game, you know. Look, mm. at, look at us now. We're talking Perth to Oklahoma. Yeah, man. That's yeah. not bad. <laughs> Building bridges right here. Yeah. So we'll see you at the barbecue um, on Saturday, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just hang out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll get our order in for the game, and I hope uh, some of our listeners get on board as well. Looks like quality stuff, and, uh, yeah, we're really happy for you. Thank you um, much. It is greatly appreciated. Yeah. One of our listeners had a question. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We just Why? we also take some advice from our from our uh, our backers, our listeners, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and occasionally we give them uh, acknowledgement with a question. Yeah. So. And then I totally forget that they wrote that question until <laughs> you're offline. Yeah, we got um. Uh, Cassie Baskerville, one of our listeners, uh, wrote today. I did a little bit of a post and said, hey, we're talking with you. Uh, anyone got any questions about it? She just wanted to know if there would be a, a – what, what's the prospects for a retail release later on down the track? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's tough, huh? Like well, distribution, you've got to get picked really... up by a publisher or something? Um, as of right now, we're not w- with a, a publisher. Uh, but that I'm not going to say that that's not open down the line. Uh, yeah. That I, for me, of course, that would be that would be awesome. But uh, right now, it's just just me and my brother. So, uh, well, well I, I can't give give a definitive answer on that. But <laughs> is it reliant on a publisher picking up the game? I guess. Like if you yeah, do. Yeah, that'd probably be what it would rely on. Um, man. And you guys having some space to expand into? You know, if, I suppose if you're going, hey, we've got this game. These are the potential expansions for it. Pitch it to the publisher, and they go, "Yeah, we're on board." That's is that how it would work? I mean, it's, it's probably along those lines. Uh, we've we've talked with, we've had a, a few talks with. Uh, we talked with Soda Pop once, uh, but I'm not I'm not sure other than other than you know them. Uh, we haven't really had any communication with anybody else yeah. about it. You should get in as touch. of yet. You should get in touch with Hasbro or whoever's doing Risk these days and tell them, <laughs> yeah. tell them that you were big in a Risk back in the day. <laughs> You've always, you know, just tell them you owe us. Uh, risk. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, you owe us one. Yeah. Publish our game for us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thanks very much for being with us this morning here, Sean. I understand that uh, it's nice and early, but um, it's been a pleasure having you on and we're really looking forward to seeing the release. Oh, thank you guys. It's it's been great talking to you. No, thanks yeah. for hanging you out. Thank you for a quality game there. So, yeah. well done. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Catch you later, man. All the best, dude. Thank you. Have a good one. It's a two. It's a two. All right. Uh, so, what we got? We got uh, oh, good games doing a thousand dollar shopping spree competition. Wow. How much, David? Uh, what did I say? How much? Five hundred. No, six, seven, eight. A hundred? A thousand? A thousand dollars. That's three zeros. That's a lot of Christmas. It's only a single K. One K. Oh, is that all? It's one K. One K. All right, so how does this run down? That's ten hundred. Have we made sense of this? So in November, each time you play in a good games tournament or event, you'll get a draw entry. This is national as well, I think. Wow. I think. Uh, One tournament entry equals one draw entry, and one lucky winner gets to go on a $1,000 shopping spree at their local good game store. One thousand clams. How many boosters do I buy for that? Well, uh, That's a thousand divided by six. Wow. Is what that Money formula boosters. is. That's maths boosters. Justin? Maths. <laughs> maths, right. I thought you were saying maths. Maths, maths boosters. Oh, no, I said maths and yeah. maths. Draw, drawn on the 7th of December by entering this promotion you are oh, that's like just the the small that's, print. that's some T's and C's right there oh and here we go this was a topic of uh, discussion before a thousand dollar has to be used in one transaction 
was some people saying that was going to be hard. Yeah, it's like, well, I don't want to spend $1,000 at once. Whatever, man. $1,000, man, you could blow that in Think of any monsters right? you could buy. That would be pretty great. How long would you go from, hey, I've got a grand and just spend on anything to, oh, man, do I take this or this? Yeah. It, and you probably still walk it, it out. It would be pretty do you, quick. Do you show restraint? I reckon if, I, if not that I can win, part of the seven-handed organization, oh, right. uh, you would, uh, I would well, get to a point. That. I would get to, I'd get to the point where I'd be like, um, oh, I'm going to need to spend like 1,120 and put in 120 <laughs> yeah, to my own. Why not? I could see that happening. You'd leave with a pretty fat stack. What happens to that extra dollar if you only spend 999? Oh, that probably comes straight to Seven Land Hand for uh, marketing yeah, expenses that, and talking to people <laughs> like Sean Lehman in, uh, in yeah. Oklahoma. But uh, yeah, so guys, if you are a regular tournament entrant, which uh, a lot of people coming down here are, you get yourself an entry. Make sure you just clarify with your guy at the counter. Yeah. And uh, get yourself an entry into $1,000 worth of buying stuff. So the more tournaments you play, the more entries you get. Yeah, man. We're talking stacks upon stacks. I guess that's four Fridays. And that's a lot of magic and happens on Fridays. Yeah, but there's also but there's also events. Monday Night Modern, which Matt's going to talk yeah. about. Oh, just a Monday second. Night's Modern gets yeah. to uh, Matt's modern life. There's Tuesday drafting, and oh, it's not that... just limited to magic either. I'm guessing we've got Netrunner and there's X-wing tournaments. X-wing, yeah, yeah, anything. Yes, drunk ponies and all that sort of stuff. Anything. It's not just for magic players. In yeah. fact, win it. If you're not a magic player, win it. But not not yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. Really cool. No. Well, oh, okay, maybe you can do Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. And Pokemon. Pokemon. Got to get the P-Man's out. <laughs> All right, Matt's modern life. What's modern, happening yeah. there? Uh, it's been uh, been a bit uh, on hiatus for the last couple of weeks. I've just been a bit ill Boom. and Boom, also sir. had a lot of my. There's plate. no backing down now. Are you ready? Oh, no, 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 I'm not backing down. Uh, so I've just taken a couple of weeks. I don't want to get out of sync with my uh, timetable, so uh, <laughs> it won't, I won't be in this Monday, but following Monday. Yeah, obviously Monday just gone. Because people are getting on board this. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. And and You've Hayden, got a following. Hayden Hennessy, who's out there drafting tonight, and uh, yeah. and Rob have been talking. My my latest project was the sideboard. So I've got a deck that's you know very underperforming, and so let's talk sideboard. I and heard that you got a buy the other week. Don't last talk week, about no, I didn't get any buy last last time. I didn't get a buy. I actually, it was all me losing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. so you know, Hayden's put a, a, a lot of suggestions up there on the on the Facebook page, on the Seven Lane Hand page. Thanks, Hayden. And uh, he's Seven, yeah, giving some pretty nerd. staples. Actually, I like Rob's comment, which was that the um, sideboard is super flexible, depending on what you beat down. So most of what he's chosen are uh, are pretty solid covers for all eventualities. Okay. So, so, you know, if, if nobody else puts anything up there, then uh, I guess uh, Hayden might... Uh, Are you learning your modern opposition decks yet? I am, actually. Yeah, I'm learning yeah. a little bit of the meta game, and, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm hanging around MTG Goldfish a fair bit. Cool. Um, because they have all sorts of deck builds. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I can, I'm looking forward to playing next uh, next Monday. All right, so we're going to be back in a fortnight with Seven Line Hand Extra. Extra. Uh, that's a magic focus podcast. So we'll be looking at maybe future releases in Oath of the Gatewatch and wait for it, return to Innistrad. Uh, what? Lack of ideas versus this will be awesome. <laughs> Have you not heard of this? What? That is what they're Are they calling it that? I think that's what they're calling it. There was a there was a trailer for it the other day. Yeah, so return, a trailer return to Ravnica, right? Return to Innistrad. Return to Innistrad. Yeah, it's it's the same as Ravnica, but they've scribbled it out and just written Innistrad there in mm. Texter. RTI. Yeah. How do you feel about that? That's um, that's that's pulling. I don't know. It's been a little <laughs> while, I guess. You're torn, aren't you? This is how I was. I, I, I want to be happy, but yeah. I kind of feel sad at the same time. Innistrad oh. was great. Guys of St. Trapped. It's exactly. fucking sick. I was going to say, I didn't get into Magic until after Innistrad. In fact, I didn't get in until after um, Return to Ravnica. So I, I didn't see that big monster block, which, you know, David, you were right into. Or you no, got no, in I got, a- got, and Restored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Restored. That was when yeah. I started. So I missed kind of missed out because I didn't know what I was doing I was just going oh everything's white and there's angels everywhere yeah. um, but then love a good monster deck though oh yeah man the horror theme brilliant but it just man, the flip cards yeah yeah it's awesome vampires everywhere fantastic but it just reeks of it's because this is the bind we'll discuss in a fortnight we won't we won't lack of ideas versus cash cow horror card playing bro just if there's ghost in it, give me the give me the cow. All right, I'll so you don't care. I, I mean, I don't think I care because I missed no. it. But well, I, I stopped playing Magic after it rotated out, so it'd be cool if some of those cards so came be back. back in. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. All right, so we'll be able to sit in the corner playing with our horror cards. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so, 
All right, well, that's what that is. Works. Oh, and there's also a commander deck or something like that being spoiled as well, I think. In the sort of on the grapevine. I think I say that now, but it could have been another mm. format. All right, uh, we'll be back with a sign off. I'd like to thank Sean, of course, Sean Lehman from. Sean Lehman. Uh, yep, for uh, putting up with us, giving us the answers to our questions, and uh, we'll hopefully. No, we've given him a bit of exposure as well. Being a good guy. Yeah. That could have gone oh, really yeah, bad. What a That's the first time we ever spoke to him. That could have been horrible. Yeah. He could have been like a hobo or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, you want to buy some goons, kids? He's like, no, no, he was a good yeah. dude. He could have been, but overall, he wasn't. He was he a was very not. nice young gentleman. <laughs> and so all the best to them in the, in the uh, remaining days of their yeah. campaign. Rivals, Masters of the Deep, go buy it now. Kickstarter. Quick Time's kick running out. You start. You heard it. No retail release. That's Goodbye. Whoa! <laughs> don't misinterpret that, dude. He said, "Man, we got the publish." Yeah, 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 he's getting there. No, well, it's not. It's not locked in. Yeah, nothing locked in. It's not locked in. So get it's it not on away, Ken. You're gonna be waiting a while. So get it now. Yeah, ride that pony. Yeah, man. That's it. Uh, Justin, thanks for coming down and and uh, with your packs review. Anytime. Oh yeah, what so. a correspondent. Every he time. Is. And um, and Riley, thanks for uh, the silence. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. And yeah. David, thanks yeah. for putting us all together. You're. Uh, Doing a great job over there, keeping things running and working as they should. It's like my own little Frankenstein monster. That's it. It's going crazy. It's going national. It's going, mate. Well, we'll slow down. <laughs> One but, day. But, but if you're listening out there, good games franchise <laughs> owners, please let us go national. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's that's just it. us now. Yeah. Hey, so, listen to Seven Land Hand, ladies and gentlemen. We'll leave right. you guys We're to We're going to get into some dead of winter. Here we are. Oh, yeah. Let's bust that box now. Good night. Enjoy your day.